welcome to the Gathering Church Podcast. We are so glad you're joining us today. For more info about The Gathering, you can check out thegathering.online. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Well, thanks again for joining us here on Palm Sunday on Egg, I'm going to say Egg Gathering Sunday because if you looked outside, it's not much of a hunt. It'll be pretty easy to find the eggs for the kids. We've got some young attenders in the room with us. And uh, are, is it okay, church, if we have some young kids worshiping God with us today? Learning the word of God together, right? And I want to tell you, parents, if your child is crying, if they're having an issue this morning, it is okay. We are not upset. We're just glad that you're here. I'm only going to preach for two hours, and then we'll head out there. It's just going to be a short message. Uh, I, I'm going to keep this short because we have eggs to gather, right? We have candy to retrieve. We have sugar to consume. But before we do that, I want to share a, a message with our kids called a little or a lot. Somebody say a little. Somebody say a lot. A little or a lot. Uh, you know, kids, when you're at your friend's house, and, and maybe they're, you're sharing a dinner with them, and they, they get to the mac and cheese, do you, they ask, how much do you want? Do you say you want a little, or do you want a lot? Right, you want a lot of mac and cheese. When there's the pizza, do you want the small piece of pizza? Do you want the big piece of pizza? Right? Now, maybe, maybe you're over there, and they're also serving vegetables. They've got broccoli, or cauliflower, or cabbage. Do you want a lot of cabbage, or do you want a little cabbage? You're like, I don't want any cabbage, right, is what a lot of you are saying. You need some, something nutritional. But anyways, we are going to look today at a little or a lot, the story of Jesus feeding a lot of people with a little bit of food. And it's when Jesus fed thousands of people. This is a story that the miracle of Jesus, it's actually the only miracle that is recorded, to my knowledge, in all four of the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all share this story. We're going to read it from John chapter 6. At this point, Jesus, Jesus has been on a long journey. He's been traveling. He's been healing the sick. And this is what happens in verse 5. It says, Jesus lifting up his eyes then and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him. Jesus said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? And he said this to test them. For he himself knew what he would do. And Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they for so many? So in this moment, again, Jesus had been traveling for a while. He's been healing the sick. He is tired, but yet he sees the crowd, and he has compassion on them. He's tired, but he's, he's performed miracles, but this large crowd has gathered, and he says to Philip, how can we feed these people? And it's funny because he asked this question while he already knew the answer. Don't you hate it when somebody does that to you? Ask a question when they already know the answer? I wonder if Jesus was taking a moment to teach the disciples here. And Philip seems like he's the, the technical, nerdy, number, statistic guy, right? Like if this was a Star Wars movie, he'd be C-3PO. Like the probability of being able to feed all these people, it, it doesn't work. He said 200 denarii. That 200, one denarii 
it is enough to feed one family for one day. So 200 days worth of feeding families would not be enough for this crowd here. But if Philip is C-3PO, then Jesus is Han Solo, because he says, never tell me the odds, and we're going to be okay here. And so he goes, and, and, and Andrew brings this boy to him, and all he has is five barley loaves and two fish. This is what Jesus chooses to do. He chooses to see this young boy and use what a boy brought to feed thousands and thousands of people. In, in this story, it says 5,000. But that 5,000 was men. Doesn't count the women and children. We're probably looking at closer to 10,000 people. And Jesus knew that while there were thousands of people to focus on, thousands of people to listen to, and yet this young boy is who Jesus chose to see. Let me encourage you with our first point today. Jesus cares a lot about the little. Jesus cares a lot about the little. The God of the universe who created everything, has all the wisdom you can possess. He cares about you. Jesus could have chosen however he wanted to to provide food for everyone, right? He's God. He could have allowed food to fall from heaven. He could have allowed the fish to, to fly out of the sea, but yet he chose to partner with a young boy because he cares about every single person. Doesn't matter how big or how small you are, it doesn't matter how rich or how poor you are. It doesn't matter how perfect or imperfect you think you are. Jesus cares about you. And the boy was most likely from a poor, struggling family. We believe this because he had five barley loaves. Barley. Has anyone played the game Pit? I don't believe barley is very expensive in that game. It doesn't have a high value. Barley was more known for feeding animals than feeding people. Barley, in comparison to wheat, wheat was three times more valuable. So this person had barley, it meant probably they came from a poor family. And when we say two fish, you know, this is not a fresh fish, fresh salmon or trout, something like that. Most likely this was dry fish. Some scholars think this was actually a fish relish. That it was bread with fish relish. How many, that sounds appetizing to you. I'll take some fish relish today, right? That is what this meager, small portion that this boy had is what Jesus chose to use. All throughout the Bible, the little and the small are important to God. If you look at Psalm 139, verse 13 and 14, it says, For you formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Each person, each child is important to God. And you have always been and will always be important to God. He cares so much that he formed you and he made you wonderfully. Over and over in the Bible, it says God formed you, he knew you, he created you. He knew you before you knew you, before you were born. The small is important to God. 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, casting your anxieties on him because he cares for you. God cares so much about you that he cares what you're going through. 
He cares enough to tell us to, to share our worries and our stress and our fears with him. And he instructs us not just to share those concerns, but to cast them. Meaning to, to give them away to God. Because we can believe that God is good. In fact, a lot of religions believe in a God that's good, but they don't believe in a God that cares for each person personally. Each and every person. There might be a person in this room, they're like, yeah, I know that person. They seem like a good person, but I don't know anything about them because I don't have a personal relationship with them. Let me tell you, Jesus desires to have a personal relationship with each and every person, and he cares for each one of us. God cares a lot about you. He cares about the little. And Jesus cared about what this young boy had to offer. You can't see in John's gospel, but if you look at Matthew's account of the story, he said when they found the, the food, he said, bring it here to me. Now look at what happens when, when they brought this portion of food to Jesus. Look at verse 10. It says, Jesus said, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, about 5,000 in number. Jesus then took the loaves. And when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. Jesus receives a lunch from this boy. He tells the people to sit down. It sounds like it was a large area. And actually, if you look at Luke's account, he had people get into groups of about 50. So about five or so rows of each would be a group. We probably have about four different groups that would count there uh, in the, that moment. And they get ready to serve them all the fish and the bread. When I was thinking about this message, I, I'll be honest with you, reading about food for a while, I started to get hungry myself. And I wonder if there are some kids in here that maybe now would be a good time for a snack to break up the service. And so we've got a few volunteers here that are gonna pass out for our kids under 12 years old. If you would like a snack, of course, with your parents' permission, we've got five Ritz crackers and two Swedish fish for the kids. Um, and if there's a gluten-free allergy, let us know. We do have gluten-free crackers for you. I don't know if Jesus had those. I, probably everything was gluten-free back then. Uh, but we've got that for you as well. As we pass that out, once you get those crackers and the fish, would you hold it out in your hands like this before you eat it if your parents allow you to? Just hold it in your hand for a moment as they're passing that out. You see, this is a representation of the small little gifts that Jesus was given, that he used to bless others. Because you may not feel like you have a lot, but if you can thank God for what you have, that's what Jesus did. He thanked God for all that he had, which at that point was just five loaves and two fish. And he blessed it and he shared it with those. And all of a sudden, what seemed like too little became more than enough. Our second point today is that Jesus can take a little and make it a lot. Jesus can, only in the hands of Jesus, can what seems like too little all of a sudden become a lot through the power of God. Jesus can provide miracles as we take the little and we have it and we thank him for it and we bless it and we distribute it. 
If the kids want to eat those, they can right now. If the parents would rather hold on to it, uh, that's fine as well. I want to give you actually one more, uh, one more illustration just to kind of establish this. You've got your own crackers and Ritz. I decided to go and, and get some, some of my own food here to show as an illustration. Five loaves. Um, here's two loaves right here. Uh, I couldn't find more loaves, but I found a croissant. I figured that would count. Um, I found a small little, like, is this a baguette or something? I don't even really know what that is. Um, and then uh, a bagel, right? And then I've got two small little fish. This is fake, don't worry. Um, if you're concerned about that. In general, this is what Jesus had to work with. A small amount, enough for a boy and his lunch, that ended up feeding thousands of people. But it starts with, before Jesus tried to distribute it, he thanked God for what he had. Can we be willing to thank God for the little that we have right now in our life? Can we thank God right now for the house that we have? Uh, kids, the room that you have, the toys that you have, everything that you have, can you thank God right now for what you have? And Jesus is willing to use anything that we have when we place it in his hands. What you have is not too small. It is not too insignificant to God. He actually has great joy when we trust him with the little that we have. Does anybody have, uh, in your household, you've got one of those little fake kitchens where the kids get to play with kitchen, they get to, to make food, right, things like that. I heard some moms say, great, now I have two kitchens to clean up with. Great, I enjoy it so much. We've got nieces and nephews that have these things and, and they'll all of a sudden make food for us, right? We've already eaten an actual meal, we're like not hungry at all, but they don't care, right? Anytime you can eat food and they'll go up to us and say, here, I made this for you. And I'll say, oh, okay, thanks. You know, pretend to eat it. Oh, it's so good. It's delicious. But as a child, they don't, they don't ever think, oh, I don't need to give this to them. This isn't enough. Oh, they don't want this. This, is, this wouldn't be interesting to them. Do you see what I'm getting at? Do we do that with God and say, oh, God doesn't want the gifts that I have. It's, it's too small for him to work with. It's not enough. It's, it's not adequate. Jesus enjoys receiving from his children. Nothing is too small to give to our God. Can we be people not looking at our little as if it's not enough, but bring it to Jesus with a smile? Because the little matters to God. Matthew 17, 20, it says, Jesus was saying, he said, because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. This is saying if you have faith like a mustard seed, the mustard seed was the smallest seed. And yet Jesus is saying, if you've got that small of faith, you can actually move mountains. Through Jesus, he can turn our little and make it a lot. Has anyone heard of, there was a TED Talk maybe a couple years back, where this, this man named Kyle turned a red paperclip and he traded up for it and eventually traded what he was getting into a house. This is a true story. You can look it up. He went on Craigslist, put his red shiny paperclip and said, who wants to trade with me? I'm trying to see how far I can go in making trades. And I think these two ladies said, I've got this, this pen that looks like a fish. I'll trade you. And so they traded the, the pen for the for the, uh, for the red shiny 
staple. And I'm lost in my notes here. Um, there it is, paper clip. And then it went from that to a pen for a doorknob. Uh, a, a crazy face like a doorknob. And, and then he traded that for a camping stove, which turned into an electric generator. And that went on to, to a snowmobile, to a record contract, to a, a year of rent free in Arizona, to a, an opportunity to be cast in a movie, to eventually trading for this house. And I thought, if one person can go from a paperclip to a house, how much more can God take the little that we have and turn it into something great. If you look, there are stories all throughout the Bible of God taking the little and making it a lot. There's a story of a stone by a young, young, a young man who would defeat a giant. There was a handful of flour and, and oil that preserved a family for an entire famine. The Bible says that he takes the foolish things to shame the wise and the weak things to shame the strong. He used a small lunch here to provide a feast, God can take the little that we have and make it a lot. He doesn't make it just enough for the people there that day. It says there were leftovers. I know some of you don't believe in leftovers, but I tell you, as I've grown up, I believe in the power of leftovers. <laughs> no leftover is wasted in my household. As a kid, I did not feel the same way. I hope as an adult, maybe you would feel differently, but the power of leftovers. There were 12 baskets left over. Some people think that signifies that there were one for each disciple, or 12 for the 12 founding children of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel. Whatever the reason is, all I know is that Jesus can take a little and make it a lot. Frank, could you come back up as we close here today? Because when you place the little that you have in God's hands, there's no limit to what he can do. But I want to flip the script for a second before we end today. Because we know that Jesus can take a little and make it a lot. But our last point is that Jesus can also take a lot and make it little. And you might be thinking, well, Matt, why would we want to do that? We always want more. We always want greater. Why would I ever want less? Because to be honest with you, some of you have come in here today with a lot. A lot of fear. A lot of pain, a lot of struggles, and we serve the God who wants to take your lot and make it little. We believe in the God who wants to cast away your, your fears and your anxieties. Maybe you come in here today with a lot of stress, you come in here with burdens, but we serve the God who wants to take away your burden from you. We know that next week is Easter Sunday, it's Resurrection Sunday, it's when we celebrate Jesus dying on the cross for our sins and our shame, and he came back to life with victory over sin and death. Today, you might say, Matt, I've messed up in life. I've said hurtful things. I've done shameful things. But I'm telling you, the same God that can bless and multiply the small can also forgive and unburden the big things for you. Jesus said in Matthew 11, he said, come to me all. All who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Some of you have been struggling. And Jesus said, I'm going to give you rest. If you will, come to me. All, all who are weary. And I want to remind you that Jesus cares a lot about you. 
no person too small, no person that's insignificant to him. He can take a lot of pain and turn it into joy. He can turn a lot of shame and turn it into strength. This is the God that we serve. And so if you're here today, you've, you've never made a decision for Christ. You've never accepted him into your heart, invited him into your heart. I know we've got exciting things, and I'm excited to go get candy, but there's something way more important right here in this moment than any amount of candy out there, and that's the gift of Jesus Christ. And so if I could, if everyone would bow their heads, close their eyes, if you're here and you've never made that decision to accept Jesus, to invite him in your heart, I would ask, would you be bold enough just to raise up your hand? I don't want to shame you. I don't want to point you out. I just want to keep you in my prayer. If you're here and you've never invited Jesus into your heart, would you slip up your hand? <clears throat> Even if it's for one person, we're going to celebrate. We're going to be thankful. I want to make sure we did not miss one person. All right. I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me. Whether you pray this for the first time right now or you're about to pray this for the thousandth time, would you guys repeat after me? God, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for me and I claim Jesus is Lord and I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead and so I ask for forgiveness of my sins. Help me to change. Take the big things and make them small. Take the wrong things and make them right. Come into my heart, Jesus. Make me new. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, would you stand to your feet this morning? If you prayed that for the first time, do not leave here today without telling me, telling someone with a name tag, anyone. We want to celebrate with you. The Bible says when even one person comes to know God into a right relationship with him, the angels celebrate in heaven. And we want to celebrate with you that decision for Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's message. The gathering is a place where you can belong to a church that loves you, believe in the God who is bigger than you, and become who God created you to be. For updates, service times, or ways to get involved, check out thegathering.online. And if you enjoyed listening today, consider rating it or sharing it with a friend. We love you. The best is yet to come.